0: Everybody. Welcome to Unscripted Unlimited here on the Everything Unscripted Podcast Network. I am your host tonight, Doug Hammer, joined as always by my lovable little baby brother, Daniel. Hi. And of course, Sharon is joining us tonight, and it's uh, she's not just going to chime in when we're wrong. She's actually going to participate. I'm going to up-
1: participate. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show, Cheryl. Thank you.
2: Welcome to our beautiful magnum opus. Eh?
0: I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, so tonight we're going to be talking about the movie The Replacements. It came out in 2000. Uh, it's a football movie. Stars Keanu Reeves, Gene Hackman, uh, John Favreau, Orlando Jones, uh, Jack Warden in his uh, final... Uh, film role before he died and he was a dick in the movie so thank god uh but uh so and that movie was based it was loosely based on the 1987 strike in the nfl but there's only like like a lot of movies can't necessarily trademark like the football team names or whatever so like in this movie it wasn't the washington redskins I don't even you can't even say Redskins anymore, but it wasn't uh, the NFL Washington team. They were the Washington Sentons. Uh just like you know in the movie The Game Plan with The Rock. You know they, they couldn't use the uh, NFL teams because uh, you know they were trademarks, so it had to be the Boston something else. Okay. But, like, in uh, the in the movie Draft Day, it was an NFL movie, so they were allowed to use all those teams.
2: Right. That was originally supposed to be about the Bills, too, right? Yeah. But then they made it about the Browns?
0: Yeah, because uh, the uh, the city of Buffalo didn't want to pay the crew.
1: That's terrible. Well, it sounds like Buffalo.
0: Well, because around that time, too, this movie was made in 2014. I don't even think the Pagulas had over had owned the team yet.
1: I don't think so either.
0: I think it was still owned by the Wilsons and the Wilsons didn't really like uh, God rest, you know, Mister uh, Ralph Wilson's soul, but they didn't like cutting checks. Right. Uh, I mean, they cut checks in half so they didn't have to pay anybody and they mm-hmm. threw them out, but they didn't like...
1: Now that's all, that's not, you have to preface that by saying that that is a joke. Yeah. You're not insinuating anything
0: yeah i'm not well i mean i'm guessing that they're cheap (laughs) okay Okay. uh and by the fact that we had 20 years of a losing record i think i would almost be on the ball but uh but who am i to say but yeah so and ended up going to cleveland because cleveland who also had a losing record at the time realized that this was probably going to be their only time in the
1: spotlight
0: but like fuck you know yeah we'll have the movie made about us
2: yeah
0: Uh, but that's not the movie we're talking about we're talking about The Replacements starring Keanu Reeves Uh, we watched it earlier I personally love the movie yeah it's one of my favorite football movies you know next to Little Giants but you have to pay four bucks on Amazon Prime to watch Little Giants
1: (laughs) so who's cheap now
0: uh (laughs) Well, I come from Buffalo, so that's okay. a, that's more the there you go uh, statement that the city of Buffalo itself is cheap.
1: Uh, I will have to say I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Yeah, I, I've watched it several times um, throughout my life or since it's been out, and uh, I enjoy it every time I watch. Several
0: it. Several times the last couple of days,
1: uh, <laughs> yes. But it, it's one of those movies to where
0: like, and again, it's. How it's loosely based off the strike is the last four games of the 1987 NFL
2: season,
0: players went on strike. And Washington had to use replacement players to uh, get to the playoffs.
2: Well, that's when Doug Williams, they brought him in, right? Yeah. And then he became the first black quarterback.
0: Yeah, and he was a replacement player.
2: Why didn't they do that story? That would have been cool.
0: Like base just like off him.
2: Yeah, or like a set of Keanu doing about a black quarterback.
0: I don't know why Maybe why they, they were making
2: trying to make that kind of statement. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Based not in... on some of the dialogue in it, definitely not.
0: Yeah. So Doug Williams ended up being a quarterback, got them to the Super Bowl that year.
2: And then and that's why that quarterback kinda uh what what do they call it again? Quarterback rivalry or quarterback yeah. competition. Yeah. Whatever the fuck. Uh I heard that the one, how they do it with Falco and whatever the fuck the guy. Martel. Martel. It's very similar to Williams and. uh, Jay Schroeder. Yeah. Because then Schroeder tried to come back, right? He tried to come
0: back, but Joe Gibbs went to bat for. uh, Joe Gibbs, of course, was the coach at the time. He went to bat. Huh? One of the best. Absolutely. And he went to bat for Doug Williams and said, look, this is what we have right now. All right, and this is what's working, and I think they won the damn thing. Like, I want to say if that was '87, I'm pretty sure that's the Super Bowl they won, 42 to 10. Wow, well, that's uh, pretty cool. So, like the fact that they were able to uh, they were able to do that, I'm pre- I'm pretty sure Gibbs made the right decision in going with Doug Williams.
2: Right.
0: Yeah, that was either. They either won 40 – that's either when they beat Denver or – because they beat the Raiders in the Super Bowl, I think, too. They have, like, three Super Bowl titles. But, yeah. uh, but no, I'm pretty – but, yeah. So, it's based off that – I kind of agree with you, Daniel, and, like, you know, they could have done that story because that's actually kind of a feel-good story.
2: That's more of a drama movie than a comedy like this. Stuff. Yeah, th- this was a comedy – I mean it was also kind of like a
0: feel good movie cuz like you know Gene Hackman, he really enjoyed you know he you know men- mentored those players he mentored Shane yes
2: uh
0: it was funny at the beginning of the movie when uh Eddie Martel who's their quarterback uh through the uh you know through the pass like out of you know out of bounds or whatever uh whatever or, by you know on purpose because he didn't really give a fuck and you hear the fans being like fuck you fuck you and then like later on when he says oh you know who was there a, a replacement player or uh, somebody who puts fans in the stands and it's like the fans booed you on the way out
1: there were right.
2: signs
0: that said we want Falco they fucking hate you right so shut the fuck up like that guy was he was a dick. But, yeah. like, there's so many, like, good parts in the movie, like, recruiting the guys and then coming in, like, one of my favorite characters in the movie is the, uh, what, Daniel Bateman, I think, uh, that was Favreau's character?
2: John yeah. Favreau, yeah. Yeah,
0: he, uh, uh, you know, he's a, uh, what was he, like a SWAT team member?
1: SWAT team, yeah.
0: Okay. And he's, he's like, super aggressive and super angry and uh, mean-looking. <laughs> And then uh, the one guy that was the uh, the prisoner uh, the prisoner
2: yes. yes he was really good
0: yeah and then the two guards
2: the two guards uh, one of them was on Love who's actually one of my favorite stand up comedians and uh, he he was really good in it. and he had been in some different comedies and stuff like Don't Be a Menace he was in a couple of the Wayne movies he was a little bigger on this time. But I thought he really added to the movie. And his chemistry with the, the sumo guy was pretty hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so, some of the scenes don't age well. But uh, the humor is, is, they are hilarious. They are. And, and the way they play it off, I don't know if it maybe should have been, I don't know if it was written by a white guy or not. But they really, uh, they killed it in their perspective. And I like when the su- sumo guy guy ate like four eggs before the game. Yeah, and then he threw out <laughs> <upward> later on. <laughs>
1: So, I mean, just give a little background. These guys are all – the NFL players go on strike. Yes. And they recruit these what they call replacement players to finish out the last four games to try and get the Washington Sentinels to the playoffs. Yes. And it's a bunch of misfits. And it the story revolves around how they have to – come together to work as a team to be successful. And I think that's that's the feel-good part on how as different as all their backgrounds are and as much as at the very beginning, they seem to dislike each other and find little things to to pick on with each other and cause fights and that, how they overcome that and become a winning team. Yeah.
0: Now, like, and also, too, uh, Martel and his, team all right uh the regular regular players like how they were like throwing eggs at the bus they flipped falco's truck over because because martel's like oh you're trying to take my job it's like no asshole uh you don't like your money you want more you quit so they had to replace you right and then like the one wide receiver who looks like he uh, probably should be, you know, doing jail time for murder. Uh, like, in his crazy eyes and all that shit. And, you know, he almost technically threatened the reporter when the reporter was asking, he was like, you know, how do you feel about the fact that the fans are turning on you because you're turning on them or however you right. it. And uh, the guy, the wide receiver said something, yeah, I don't know, it was whatever. But, like, you know, they're just like being mean to the replacement players is like the replacement players are here because of you greedy fucks wanting more right. money. And so like stay the fuck home until you either get paid and or, you know uh decide to empty your bottle of painkillers and shut the fuck up.
2: Yeah. And one thing I like that the movie does that I think is pretty interesting is that both sides of the strike they kind of depict as douchebags. Like, the owner's still an asshole. It's not just the team are money-hungry pricks that are, like, selfish and fucked, but they also kind of depict NFL owners as, like, money-hungry pricks, too. And that's, like, the truth. Right. So so I think it's kind of cool they went that way.
1: But I thought it was funny when they were asking Martel about, you know, you make five million dollars with what seven million you know and yeah. he's like well you know i have to pay this percentage to my agent and then i have this much that goes to my manager and yeah. you know i don't get to take home all that much money you know and it's, yeah it's but like, it's
0: like five percent to the lawyer five percent to the manager or something like
1: that I yeah but yeah. It, i just thought it was funny that you know yeah. Yeah. yeah, trying to, and the fact that they were only making five million dollars back in two thousand compared to what their
2: like fifty now
1: their uh, contracts I, are I today. I think that's what like it, it, see in
0: two thousand. I don't think like that's like an actual like depiction.
2: I mean, it, it might be. I think they were even asked making more money in two thousand. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I think they were making like twenty thousand dollars or tw- 20, no, $20, 000, <laughs> like twenty million dollars. Oh,
2: okay. 20,
0: uh, I know in the '80s, like when that strike happened, when the actual strike happened, right. I'm pretty sure five million was what they were. Okay. Uh, but also to a lot of that, and we talk about this on the wrestling show all the time about you know guaranteed money. If you don't play football, if you don't play, you don't. Right. You don't get paid. Woo hoo! Right. Uh,
1: what was the um, offshoot of the NFL back in the '90s? The was
0: AFL. It-
2: right?
1: the
0: USFL, right?
2: There was a USFL, but are you talking about the two sides that became the NFL, right? No,
1: no, I'm talking about in the 90s, there was a alternative to the NFL.
0: Oh, the Arena
2: Football League? No, it oh, wasn't no. Arena.
1: I want to say it was... Um, I know what you're talking about. Not the XFL either. No, like the World <sighs> NFL. I'm trying to remember what it was called. Oh,
0: shit. You end the show. No.
1: No, he's trying to look it up.
0: Oh. Uh, I mean, yeah. the only thing I can think of is the US. Maybe
1: it was the USFL.
0: But that was
1: in but, the uh, 80s. No, I'm, this <sighs> wasn't in... The, I'm saying it's in the 90s because I worked at GE Capital. Right. And we... I don't remember how we ended up with it, but we ended up with somebody's contract that was in that league. And they got paid like, you know, so many tackles, they got paid this much money. And, you know, if they um caught ball so many times, they got this much money.
0: When did you start working in GE? It was in the nineties.
1: I started in nineteen ninety 1990
2: to nineteen ninety eight. Okay. I thought you were there longer. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I can't find it. But, uh, but
1: So I, I just thought that was very interesting that uh, that's how football contracts are done, that you have to, yeah, you know, it's based on, it's not guaranteed money. Yeah. Like you said, you have to do so much, yeah. you have to have a certain percentage of passes and you have to have, you know, whatever. I mean, but I don't see, know if how it is now, today.
0: it is more guaranteed, but you have your incentives. Okay. So, like, uh, all right, And so, for an example, and we'll get back to the movie in a second. Uh, when Indianapolis uh, bought Carson Wentz's contract from Philadelphia, Philadelphia had the incentive when they did the trade that if Carson Wentz played seventy-five percent of the snaps, Philadelphia would get an incentive bonus for selling Indianapolis the uh,
1: okay.
0: uh, you know the contract. Okay. And Wentz ended up playing 70, 75% of his pass, uh, 75% of the snaps, even after he had sprained both ankles in one game, Frank Reich made him play the next
2: game.
1: Wow. Oh, I know what it was. Because what I was doing at GE, it was auto loans and leases. Yeah. And I think it was for it was more than likely for BMW. And this is what the guy was showing as his proof of income. Yeah. was his contract for the US whatever it was. Yeah. So, you know, it showed that this is what I get and this is how I can afford my car payments type thing. Really cool. Gotcha. All right,
0: so in this movie one of my favorite scenes in the movie early on is uh they flip Falco's truck over again. And the no, guards now this is the
1: second time. The
0: second time. And the guards come over. These two big
1: now, these are like the right and left guards. These aren't like security guards. Correct. These are you know, guards these, these on are the football field. The
0: guards on the football field that are guarding Shane's ass. And Shane is the
1: quarterback.
0: Yeah, and Shane is the quarterback. And they come in and, like, they flip over the truck and Shane just goes to walk away. And he's you know, just going to try to walk away. And the guards come up and says, uh, you all want to put the car back? You know, uh, mind uh your own business or whatever. Yeah. You know, so really, he goes, "Oh, is that your ride?" And it just starts putting fucking bullet holes in the <laughs> car. Right. And he's like, "You son of a bitch!" You goes, "Oh, son of a bitch, son of a bitch!" Yeah, then <laughs> and then just fucking just <laughs> smashes the car, and it's just like,
1: yeah. It had a lot of funny moments like that, yeah. And and I really enjoyed their uh, kicker too. He was Nigel. Nigel. He was an actual uh, soccer player yeah. from Wales and uh they had him as their kicker. Yes. And he was hilarious.
2: He was hilarious.
1: Smoking on the field and Yes. He was wiry. Yeah.
2: He was wiry and uh he 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 was called the leg. yeah, because you can kick a football the entire length of the field. And he also uh He's, I mean, he owed some wrong people some money. Yeah. Which kind of is a storyline in the end of the movie, and right. they kind of, like,
0: foreshadow it the whole time. Well, yeah, because they wanted him to, in order for them to pay, for him to pay them off, like, he had to miss
2: kicks or something right. like that, right? Right. He
1: had to throw the game. Yes. Yeah. And the game was depending on him making yeah. a field goal.
2: At the very at end. At the, very,
1: at end, the yeah. very end. So he... They were going to take away his pub. He didn't miss the field goal. So
2: Keanu fucking helped him out, which
1: played...
0: Yeah, well, uh, it helped him break his arm. Yes. Uh, but, like, also, too, one of the things, it you know, the bar fight. Yeah. When uh, the actual players come in and just start, because, you know, the real players are getting out of the, uh, or, you know, they're upset because they uh, Shane blew a uh, blew a game. Yeah. And, you know, but then uh Martel and his guys come in and they just start making more fun of him and then they start uh poking fun at the tight end Brian Murphy who is deaf. Uh and he go or er, so then Falco's just like, All right, enough And then this big fight ensues and Martel gets the shit beat out mm. of him. And this is before the the car getting flipped over again or the truck getting flipped over but it was uh funny to watch and then mcginty you know gina hackman's character had to bail them out of jail
2: yeah
1: and
0: uh but them also singing i will survive in the jail cell yeah
1: yeah it was funny that was a come together moment yeah. it
0: was
2: and that was the dude with no hands what was his name again Couldn't catch the receiver. Uh, Oh, it
1: was played by Orlando Jones. Yeah, his last name was Franklin, I think. Clifford
2: Franklin. Yeah,
1: and uh, he could outrun anybody, but he can't catch.
2: And uh, he starts singing because he was hiding behind the thing. Yeah. uh, During the fight, he was hiding behind the jukebox. But I think this movie's cool because uh, it's one of those where the other—it's one of the only football movies where the other team isn't the antagonist. It's the same players that uh were on the team before, like the original quarterback and tight end and yeah. receivers. They're the main antagonists. It's not really the other team. Even though it shows them in the game, you don't really know who they're playing against. Those aren't characters. Make a really good point here, guys. I know, and I'm listening. listening. But uh yeah, he so he's the original players are more the villains. Martel's like the main antagonist, not like uh Dallas's quarterback, or right, like yeah,
0: no, not Dallas's quarterback, or Phoenix, or Detroit, or whoever the fuck else they played, but uh, like, yeah, so like you said, it's mainly Martell and those other guys, but like the other guys didn't come in at the end. It's more the main antagonist is Eddie Martell, and you could also say Ed O'Neill, not the guy who played Al Bundy, but uh, you know the uh, the guy who was the owner of the Sentinels. Right, he's the one. That uh you know he could be considered a you know a villain in the movie because he pretty much told McGinty he's like just so you know like if you don't do what I tell you to do, like I'm gonna fire you.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: Even though he a, McGinty made him promise at the beginning of the fucking movie, that he's like, look, I don't want you to interfere in this. If I'm doing this, it's got to be done my way. Yeah. But, you know, it's an owner. And, and you brought up a really good point earlier that I kind of want to expand on uh-huh. or repeat.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: um, which is the way all a lot of NFL owners are. And, you know, we watch this because we watch Red Zone, you know, every Sunday when it's on for the most part.
1: Right.
2: Uh Like. And we
0: see like how some of the owners are, because like some of those owners are up in those press boxes, and they think they're top shit. Yeah. Like you know Jerry Jones, he's one of them. He could be considered like a, a true villain. Right. Like because and and I'm sure he's actually a nice guy in real life. Yeah. But it's just like the way he the way he is, and the fact that you know and I know this isn't Clinton and Eric's show, but they haven't had a show in two weeks, so, you know, kind of kind of put it out there. Uh, like, Jerry Jones likes to stir controversy. Like, he said, you know, because Dak is trying to come back from a thumb injury, and he said, oh, if Cooper Rush does great, maybe we will keep Cooper Rush in. But that's, like, how NFL owners are. It's just, like, like they want what's best for their team.
1: Well, they want to win. They yeah. they want to make money, and the yeah. only way they make money is if their team is winning and they got people right. in the seat.
0: Exactly, and yeah. that makes them kind of dicks because it seems like also too they really don't care. They don't about about the players. Now, I will say that like there are some owners uh, that it does seem like they do kind of care. Like I think uh, you know the Buffalo owners, the Pagulas, From what I've heard, they're they're great people. Right. Uh.
2: I mean, you're in the business to make money,
0: though. Yeah, I understand. Like uh. Didn't you train somebody at, at your old job that uh, her husband worked for the Kansas City office or something? Yeah, he,
1: he worked for the security for the Chiefs. Okay. And, yeah, they, they, it's a really nice organization from what
0: she said. Right. So that's another that's another point. Right. And, and I believe that because it looks like all, except for Travis Kelsey, who looks like a dick, all nice people in, and, you know, in that front office and the coaching right. staff and all that. But, like, that's the point, again, like you made, is that NFL owners can be dicks.
2: Yeah. But they
0: can be dicks because, like Sharon just said, your main goal is to make money. How yeah. do you make money? You put people in the stands. How do people go in the stands? Your team wins.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, it's not, like, far I mean, that's your whole goal, isn't it? That's what you want. But... I like how the movie didn't just depict one side as the good guy. Oh, I yes. agree. I like how the replacements were the good guys and both the sides in the strike were both fucking money-hungry sleazeballs. Because right. that's kind of what it was. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. And the replacement players were the real like heroes in the movie. Right. And I, I'll say this. I, I got to say this real quick uh, about the cheerleaders. Uh, I
1: was going to bring up the same thing. Okay.
0: Annabelle, the head cheerleader, and how she pretty much just like... She, uh, the people that auditioned just were not, you know, good enough. So uh, the two girls that did audition, it turns out they were strippers. She's just like, do you want to just bring the rest of your friends over?
1: Yeah. Do you have any friends that might want to join you? And it was funny at how they depicted that. Cheerleading crew is being so distracting to the other teams yeah. and the other players. I I just think that was so funny. You know the coach, at the, the coaches, she
2: was slapping her ass. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. the other girl on the ass. The... Yeah, yeah. It's, but like, and the little kids and the moms in the kids. Yeah, on. that was fucking yeah. hilarious. Yeah, and all the dads go. All the dads <laughs> are taking dollar bills out of
0: their pockets yeah but it's uh, just and the girls weren't even doing it on purpose they weren't doing it to help the team they're doing, they're doing
1: it, it because that's how they dance yeah that's yeah. how they
0: dance and that is their other profession that's right. their art yes yeah. and you know a lot of times it is considered it you know an art form yeah a very beautiful art form <laughs> uh just trying to say politically correct here for once
2: uh <laughs> no but that, that was a funny moment and uh them dancing was and the head cheerleader. We can't forget well, what's her Annabelle. name Annabelle, Annabelle. Uh She's the main love interest for mr. Falco and uh, The whole time she's visiting him on his boat like it like this was kind of like the necessary love story in the movie right, right? like to make it a little romantic I but, got so mad at him
0: when he stood her up.
2: Yeah, well, that's because Martell told him he wasn't good enough. He wasn't mad right. enough.
0: Yeah, he's just like don't drag her down with you. She me.
1: deserves better than you. Yeah and then
0: she was falling for him, and then you no. Know, I uh, another uh, thing I gotta mention. I don't mention here. John Madden and Pat Summerall. Yeah. Okay. For anybody that doesn't know, uh, for any or for anybody that does know that also listens to the NFL Hard Hits show, hosted by Eric and Clint, which can also be found on this network. Uh, they owe me twenty-five bucks for the plug. Uh. Like uh, John Madden and Pat Summerall for years on the Fox Network were the were the announcing the main announcing. So they were what Troy Aikman and Joe Buck were for Fox up until Joe and, Tro- Tro- uh, Joe and Troy joined ESPN this season. Uh, but they were basically the ones that would call like that America's Game of the Week that four o'clock right. Eastern Time game, uh, and I thought they did a really good job here because. John Madden can be funny.
1: Oh, he was hilarious in this um, in this movie, and just just the way he was describing the one play. And then Falco goes over here, and blink, and then this guy goes up this way, and then you have a foot. And <laughs> it was just it was very yeah. funny. And then when they had the uh, when Falco was leaving the bar where Annabelle was working, and <laughs> yeah, he wanted to that. go in for the kiss. And then you have Madden in his head. Well, this defense has been giving Felco problems all day. Yeah, Let's and see some what he, all joined yeah, in. Yeah, it. it was just so funny when he went in for the kiss, and it's like, he, Felco scores! <laughs> yeah, that,
2: that is my head in every sexual encounter I've ever been in. I know we're on here with my aunt and stuff, but I think every young man has a commentary team up there when he's going in yeah. for the kill.
0: Ah. Uh. Exactly. But, no, Madden and Summerall were great in this movie. And John Madden actually had done, I don't know, I know he's done one other football movie. Like, he did a cameo in Little Giants. Okay. Uh, but, uh, I mean, if I would have paid the four bucks, we'd be talking about that movie. But anyway, (laughs)
1: uh... But
0: I, I like this movie better. The uh, thing is, because this is more of like this is more of an adult. Work. Little Giants is a kid slash family yeah. movie. This is more adult, but it does have like family moments in right. it because it does have a feel good story. And, uh, but like yeah, with Madden and Summerall, which I and if this came out in two thousand, this was right when Summerall retired. Yeah. Okay. Like this was. Because uh, he retired in 2000, I think it in 2000.
1: An RIP to both of them.
0: Yeah, no, definitely RIP to both of them. John Madden passed away last year. Summerall, I think, passed away in 2010. I don't know. So, actually, I probably have my years mixed up, but Summerall may have actually still been around in, like, 2005. I'm not sure. Right. But, no, like, if they were probably, if they were actually my, my favorite commentary team at that time. Yeah. Right. Uh, because I just loved listening to them call games, and neither one of them were biased, by the way. Yeah. Like when you have these other teams. Well,
2: no. When Brett Favre came on the field, John Madden was very biased. He fucking loved Brett Favre.
1: Yeah. Well, and uh, And which is weird
0: because he never coached the Packers for Brett Favre.
2: Yeah, but for some reason, he really liked them.
0: Yeah. So, like but they were usually, you know, not, and, you know, commentary teams now are not, you know, aren't necessarily biased either.
2: One character that we, we can't forget to mention is uh, Walter Cochran, the running back, uh,
0: who was the Uh, preacher, right?
2: Yes. Who he told uh, Keanu in the beginning, he said, he just wants to score one touchdown. And then, uh, He's cool to hang his pads up. And that was kind of a feel-good moment at the end of the movie when he gets his touchdown. He gets carted off the field. But... Right. Yeah, because he broke his leg, but still.
1: Yeah, but he got
2: his touchdown. He's yeah. like, I scored,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, he scored. He goes, all right, I got... He goes, now finish. And he goes, I'm... And Falco's like, I'm so sorry. He goes, don't worry about it. I got my touchdown. I can go now.
2: <laughs> that was but nice. But
0: finish this. Right. <laughs> and, uh... Like, there was uh, so much, you know, there's a lot of stuff in the movie, like the, the club scene where they're all celebrating because they're getting ready to play against Dallas, but then Falco comes in because he had been informed by McGuinty that uh, Martell had crossed the picket line. So Martell's going to be the quarterback because mm-hmm. uh, O'Neill says it's going to happen because he's a fucking idiot. Uh, because he didn't like the way that you know Falco almost blew the game against Phoenix. So,
1: but also if the guy crosses the picket line and you're paying him that much money, you're gonna pay him to play,
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: not to sit on the sidelines. Even though your other quarterback has brought the team together and they're actually winning. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's a catch twenty two.
0: Well, and, and that's the thing too is that like in uh,
2: that's what happened in real
1: life. And what's his name, right?
0: No, Williams had to play in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, like...
1: So, they took the opposite view. Yeah. Yeah. They let the winning quarterback continue playing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, because there was a Joe Gibbs call.
1: Right.
2: But Uh, the owner of the brass wanted Schroeder to go in, didn't they?
0: They were... uh, Like, that's what they wanted, because they were paying the guy. Yeah. But then, uh, Joe Gibbs stuck up for his guy, and...
2: That no, kind of seemed who Hackman's character was based off of, and I think that Gene Hackman kind of carries the movie. And Keanu's cool and all, because I'm not as high on this as you guys are at all. I think it, I thought it was a good movie, but I, it's by far not my favorite football movie. To be right,
0: well, what is your
2: favorite football movie? The Longest Yard. Oh yeah, I We should
1: have
2: done that. I about the, the long. I forgot about the longest yard.
1: What the yard. fuck?
2: I love that movie. Uh, no, and I, I it's a good movie, and I like it. I think that uh, I mean the soundtrack's really good. They have like some yeah. really good two thousand hits, but it's also a little much, and it's like the whole movie. Like there's always a song playing when, whenever there's a scene going on. Uh, I th- I think the depiction of football is like not one of the best, in, and like movies, like it's not the most realistic. Like uh, I mean, so like. There was one, they did one play, and then it was like, field goal! <laughs> it's like, I mean, I guess as an audience member, you're supposed to, like, figure it out in your head that they already did three downs, but that's right. not what you just saw on the screen. Right. So uh, the depiction of football isn't the best. It's pretty much
0: a condensed version.
2: It's basically right. how they would show it on
0: inside the NFL. Yeah. Like the highlight package.
2: The acting was really good. Some of the writing was a bit like, uh, it doesn't age very well, some of it. And some of the jokes were kind of they they wouldn't survive nowadays and uh, I mean, that's not really a gripe I have with it I think it was shot kind of weird I don't know if it was just because like, we have a nice TV and uh, I don't know it's just like the the frame rate seemed kind of weird on the movie a little bit seemed to jump around a lot yeah and I, I remember that kind of being a thing in the 2000s that uh, type of editing and, and filming and it's not really necessarily for me either it kind of gives me a headache right but Uh, uh.
0: But you know, you say Gene Hackman carries the movie. Now, normally, I am not a Gene Hackman fan. I don't think he's that good. Right. In this movie, I really like the character. Right. Because he played that, you know, kind of father figure coach, and yeah, he was he, he stuck up for the he stuck up for his players just like you know we're saying Joe Gibbs did right. when the actual strike happened. Yeah. No, and yeah.
1: he, he was he was great. I just thought it was a, it was a good field feel good movie yeah it was you know and it had some some laughs in it and it, you know the um, uh, Martell was a good bad guy he, he made you dislike him and want to slap him in the face and you know so he played that part really well and yeah
0: um, I mean and it, to be honest with you like this is my second favorite football movie it's not necessarily my first my first is actually Little Giant. <laughs> Uh not enough to pay four bucks but uh, like this is my that, this is my second favorite movie, right. but I still do really like this movie. It's still high up on my list. Right. Uh, it
2: is a good movie, and it's a good story, and don't get me wrong. It's just there's some things about Like, I don't think it's the best ever. And I think, like, Keanu, like Keanu's relationship with the cheerleader can be completely taken out, and I don't think it would matter. Right. And I think it would still be a feel-good movie. I don't all think it series. really needed to happen either, no. but yeah.
0: you need... And for some reason, every fucking movie needs a leading lady and
2: a love story, or, right. or, like a,
0: a a love interest, right? Yeah. Like, uh, there's several movies that have done that that have had like it, it like a love interest isn't the main character, but somehow the main character ends up having a fucking girlfriend, right? Yeah, like uh, what's to call it? A uh, mystery man, the uh, Ben Stiller movie with the. Uh, Misfit superheroes. Um, yeah, I mean, any a
2: lot of mo- you I can.
1: Remember that movie. I
2: do, uh, and you can you can use anything as an example, but especially that. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I just I think there were some things that I mean, it was a good movie, and it was a good comedy. Some of the jokes didn't land for me either, and I thought like it was it was funny, and that like it's just not. I-, I would give it a seven out of ten. I would say it's just just a, a bit above average.
0: I mean, I would say it's a nine.
1: And I was gonna say eight. So.
2: Yeah. There I, we go. I mean seven, eight nine. And but like also too uh
1: so seven was hungry?
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> seven, eight,
1: nine.
0: But like with with this movie it was uh like the scene where Falco drives back to the um drives to the stadium. And uh by the way it was a Thanksgiving night game. Back before they did Thanksgiving night games.
2: Uh
0: and uh Like, you know, McGinty's telling Martell, he's like, you know, uh, I don't coach, you know, pieces. You know, that's not how I coach or whatever. And Martell's just like, well, nobody can win with this bunch of losers. And Falco shows up and goes, uh, I can. And he goes, uh, Falco, nice to see you. Now get the hell out of my locker room. And uh, he looks at Coach and goes, Coach? Coach? He goes, what took you so long? This, this is just traffic. Suit up. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, they get him out of there, and then he starts running out the tunnel. And uh, John Madden says, Falco's back. And Summerall's like, what happened to Martelli? He goes, well, the look Falco has in his eye, he's pretty sure he's playing right now. And then he goes over, kisses Annabelle, oh, it's you know, almost had me in tears. And... Uh, Madden goes, and Summerall goes. The players are not supposed to be fraternizing with the cheerleaders, John. You know that. After Madden goes, he's necking that cheer- with that. that cheerleader. And Madden looks at Summerall and goes, "What are they going to do, Pat? Fire him?" <laughs> which is like, I, which is like the ideal line to say about somebody who is technically getting ready to lose
2: their job or right. getting ready to quit. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, what the fuck are you going to do? Fire <laughs> Uh He finally redeemed himself for the Sugar Bowl. Yeah. Losing the Sugar Bowl.
1: Yeah, that was so funny. Everybody would bring up his losing game and he's like, didn't anybody else have any didn't anybody have anything else to do that day?" <laughs> yeah, like the sixth time when he's like
2: was anybody
0: that, <laughs> that was funny. It, it was hilarious, but yeah, no, I would give this movie a, a 9 out of 10. Like I said, it's not my favorite football movie, but uh, it's definitely up there. It's probably in, like, my top five sports movies, though. Yeah. Uh, so.
2: No, I thought it was re- I thought it was good. It, I thought it was a pretty good movie. Uh, it, it had a, a pretty good plot to it, and I think a lot of the comedy was funny. Yes. And it, it, it was a feel-good story at the end.
0: Those two guards, though, were fucking hilarious.
2: Yeah. it's uh, so was Bateman. Like, <laughs> when he
0: was running... And then, like, the clock was about ready to run out so Falco tackled him.
1: Yeah. He's like, good hit, Shane. Good hit. Every time he was back in the game, (laughs) I'm back.
2: I like how they did it in practice when uh, Falco's like, red means stop, so don't hit me. Yeah. And then they, uh, and he kind of understood that. And then in the bar, Martel was wearing a red shirt. And he's like, remember that rule? Fuck it. <laughs> like, ignore it. And then he tackled
0: uh, Martel. Oh, yeah. yeah. Brown. Uh, and then, like, in, in the bar, like I was saying earlier, like, uh, when he went to that club or whatever, and uh, Murphy was hooked up with that cheerleader that knew sign language. It's good for him because uh, she was gorgeous. But, like, when uh, Martel, went, or not Martel, when Falcon went up to Nigel said, um, Martel, oh, crossed.
2: Nigel's like, bloody (laughs) hell. Hold on a second. He's going to tell the guys. Yeah, Nigel was probably my favorite member. Him and Faison loved the one Jackson brother. Yeah. Uh, The one guard you keep uh, saying. Yeah. That's the Jackson brothers. But uh, Faison was Abdul Jackson. So there you go. But yeah, he was really good. He was the one that shot out the car. Yeah. I I think him and uh, Nigel kind of... Were two of my favorites. John Favreau was good too. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked I liked Falco too. Like, it was a good know. ensemble.
0: Yeah, movie.
1: yeah, it was.
0: So, all right, I think we can get out of here. Okay. Uh so make sure you listen to Back Fantasy Mark, the wrestling outlet, Wednesdays 10:15, 10:20 Eastern Time on YouTube. And listen to them tomorrow night, which is Sundays 9:30 p.m. Eastern Time on the Hollywood Hangout, also on YouTube. You're gonna catch us. Well, Daniel and I and Gwyneth and Eric. Uh, Friday nights for the Unscripted Wrestling Podcast, blogtalkradio.com slash so everything unscripted. Friday night is going to be an Elimination Chamber tier list. Ow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for uh, Unscripted Unlimited. Next Saturday, we're going to cover another movie. But this time it's going to be a Disney animated movie. We're going to talk about Aladdin.
1: <laughs> okay. That's just an okay movie to me.
0: Yeah. Well, then hopefully Eric will be back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's easy, yeah, it's uh, more than likely. I might change my mind in the middle of the week. I don't know. Depends on if I get my computer to do this. Okay. Uh, but because uh, I don't want to go back to you know. Excel cartoons, or even on LNs. Excel cartoons. Are so I mean, fun I'll sad.
1: watch it during the week and chime in if you want. We'll
0: see. Uh, I just wish I had better friends that would actually come and help me with, with these shows. Uh, tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. We're doing the
2: movie Cam. Me and Mindy on the Stabcast. Cam or Cam? Cam. It's about a Cam girl. Okay. I know you're very... <laughs> I mean, I'm familiar with the profession. We don't need to explain why. Uh, It's it's spooky though. Yeah, spooky cam girl.
0: Uh, they're weird. Uh, (laughs) Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for the uh, web cave. Uh, You are doing comic movie writers, right, or comic movie directors, filmmakers? So both. Okay. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Comic book, movie, filmmakers. Okay. And then
0: uh, Eric is coming back, I believe, sometime this week. So... uh, If we let him. Well, yeah. And if he doesn't get stranded in Florida, because he's technically in hurricane country right now. uh,
1: That's right. He was on
0: a cruise. I hope... uh... Well, they were, uh, they just headed back into Florida today. Oh, okay. So, when everything hit, he was in uh, Puerto Rico. No, not Puerto Rico. I don't he's know. He's
2: been all over, dude. He, he's he been living the fucking high life. I've been seeing him on Facebook updating. He was in the Bahamas. That's where he was. Damn did he i it? I, like, secretly want Eric's family to adopt me. No. Yeah, <laughs> he, 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 he. <laughs> He's fucking killing
0: it. Why do you think I'm trying to get him to marry me?
2: Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, all
0: right. Uh, also check out our buddy Sean with Elite Diplodoc on uh, YouTube and Twitch and the Elite Diplodoc Elite Squad on Facebook. Uh, check out our uh, group on Facebook, facebook.com slash group slash old school wrestling. Going to be starting a greatest tag team of all time tournament in there, I'm pretty sure. And uh, that's it push the button, let's go home.